Wilson toward the end zone. It is Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the Tiger? Pass around the boards to the blue line, taken by Benny. Ryan Benny, his pass in front of Gretzky, scores! Open, Chicago with the lead! Welcome to the ASI Podcast, the American Sports Podcast, with your hosts, Daramar and Ian, the Dynamo Kelly. This is the only podcast you'll need if you want to hear two Irish lads talking about all things NFL, NHL, and NBA. Uh, this week on the show, we're going to speak to Casey Kiernan from AM Hoops. Uh, he was on a previous podcast. Uh, you might have heard he's also got a YouTube channel, uh, AM Hoops, that you should uh, subscribe and check out with a uh, video every day of the week from Monday to Friday, talking all things basketball. Uh, he also has a weekly podcast, AM Hoops podcast. You should check that out as well. Uh, he'll be on in a little bit just to speak all things uh, NBA in the first, I'd say, full week. It's been about actually, it's been about a week now since the NBA has started back. So we're going to talk to him. Uh, before that, we're going to talk some NHL. Uh, but Ian, how are you? I'm good, my friend. I'm good, and yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's been a good week, you know. Sort of a uh, bit of work, a bit of chill now. Like bank holiday weekend over here in Ireland, it was anyway last weekend and. You know, it was great to have that extra day off work and good to just chill out, isn't it? It is. It's uh, it's nice as well with the it's just sports every day. It's great. It's um, ah, it's been so good. There's no respite in it at all. It's uh, it's great. Like, and it, and the great thing about it is, I'm sure anyone who's into their American sports or whatever has uh, probably subscribed already to uh, NHL TV and NBA TV. So it's literally just yeah. non-stop on your uh, either on your phone or or on your. Uh, on your laptop, whatever you, whatever you uh, may be. Definitely, man. And if, if you follow us on Twitter, which if you don't, you should. It's at uh, ASI underscore pod. Uh, we were just tweeting out even last night that uh, we were sort of taking different shifts in what games we were watching because there have been so many on uh, with NHL and NBA obviously on at the same time. So there's been, uh, there's been a rake of sport on loads to talk about. We'll talk basketball, like I said, with Casey in a little bit. But we're going to talk... NHL at the moment and like uh, this we're in our first week back in the NHL uh, a little different uh, their set up to the NBA so there's still teams sort of playing exhibition games uh, and there's some teams now playing in playoff games to get into the playoffs at the moment with a best of five series isn't that right Ian? Yeah it's kind of like a bit of a round robin I think um, so it's it's kind of it, it's for the qualifiers you know what I mean so yeah. you've got to, to qualify, you know, some of the a lot of people are thinking that these are all kind of the best of uh, best of fives have started, but there's only been a, a couple of best of fives which are going to go through now in a minute, um, and the rest have kind of been round robins and qualifiers. So it's uh, yeah, it's exciting stuff. It's kind of getting, yeah, and yeah. I think what we'll do is. We'll start actually with probably uh, the your team and uh, my adopted team at the moment for this uh, playoff series anyway, for, for sure. And that's the, the Calgary Flames who played last night. Of course, they, they beat the Winnipeg Jets by six goals to two, uh, taking a 2-1 lead in the series. Yeah, first game, it's kind of, obviously I've watched all of them, even at ridiculous hours of the morning over the long weekend. But uh, 
the first game was kind of a 3.30 a.m. start for us over here. But um, first first period, Flames go down 1-0, not looking good at all, not looking coherent, kind of taking their uh, taking their display against the Oilers kind of into this kind of important game. So it wasn't too uh, – I was getting a little bit frustrated. But then obviously second period, they get the, they get the first goal back. And um, – Kind of gives you a little bit of hope, then you know. Um, I think when you look at the the first the first game, it was such a, a tale of of two periods, pretty much. Obviously, Johnny Goudreau gets the goal, um, assisted by Monaghan and Goodmanson. So you're thinking, cool. Reader comes in, uh, Backland and Manjapani. So it was an incredible result in the end for Calgary in the first one. But then the second one, it was like they took the foot off the gas. And bear in mind, Calgary actually went down. They went behind in each of these games at the start. So I think one of the big Jets must be wondering what the hell they're going to do. And the second second game is obviously where Calgary really struggled on the power play. They had numerous power plays. Um, the Chuck making a nuisance of himself and Wheeler and all these guys trying to trying to hurt him, obviously, because they blame him for the injury in the first game, which wasn't his fault at all, let's be fair. But the uh, their coach is a bit of a moron and came out and blamed Kachuk, so... He's a, he seems to be a bit of a bit of a crybaby, anyway, as we could see from yesterday's disallowed goal too. But six-two, um, you can't blame the referee because I think in this series, it's been six of one and half a dozen of the other. For any American listeners that don't know that phrase, it just means it was fifty-fifty. Both teams were playing, getting away with some dodgy. It's not even that they're getting away with it; it's allowed in the NHL. I mean, we can look at one of the most disgusting pieces of play yesterday was actually the foul on Monaghan just before he scored. Um, if you see the way he went down there, you're probably seeing it yourself there. The guy kind of pushed his hip as he was falling. Yeah. Um, if Monaghan didn't control himself and if he, had a la- if he had landed into the hoardings there, there's no doubt he's getting stretched off and, and it's a serious, serious injury. So um, there's been a bit of foul play on both sides, a little bit of... Um, it's just been heated, but that's that's what we love about hockey. Um, but yesterday then, obviously, Kachuk instead of doing the roiling up and winding people up, he actually gets the goal as well. We've seen Monaghan back in the score sheet. I was a bit worried for Monaghan. I didn't see enough of him in the second game or the first game. But I thought Monty was probably one of the best players on the on the ice yesterday. Um, he was just knitting things together. Um, Goudreau as well played played much better. Lindholm has had two good games in a row now as well. And the defense, it just looks like yesterday was just an all-round great team play from the team performance from the from the flames you probably agree with that there yeah it was uh i, I was it's probably the i haven't had a chance to sit down and watch full games yet sure. but this was one of the f- first ones that i got to sit down and watch the full game and, and what a game yeah, <laughs> gosh well sure look if all games were like that i'd be hooked for life you know but uh yeah i think one thing that i did notice that uh i think was a takeaway now myself yeah from the game was the uh, sort of keeper issues that uh, the Jets seemed to have. Uh, I think when uh, their keeper came out of his area sort of to pick up uh, loose pucks for uh, his defenders, he seems to uh, either hold on to it for too long or he's, he, he's not anticipating where the puck is going to uh, to land. And that I think for the second goal or the third goal in particular, his mistake led to uh, the Flames scoring and it, it was certainly something that I saw throughout the uh, throughout the game with the Jets. Yeah, like he's, he's done that a couple of times in this series and the thing about it is Hellebuck is actually 
on on uh, on route to win the best keeper of the regular season. So he's literally one of the best keepers in the league. Um, the goal that you're talking about there, where he came out and kind of dilly dallied a bit, that was just pure lack of communication with both him and, and Skater. And it was obviously such an easy goal then for Backland to really kind of put a bit of distance in there. Yeah, um, I think it was it, it was that, and it was one I think it hit off his skate instead of hitting off his uh, yeah hitting yeah. off the actual stick itself. So yeah, it was a, it was a very strange one, and then obviously you know it's funny because um, you know from me listening to any kind of Calgary Flames news and, and watching just the, the the rest of the season, you probably heard as well from me talking and as well, that Calgary Flames are the one big team with goalkeeper issues coming into this. Um, Riddick was amazing at the first half of the season, like making saves to beat the band. Then just obviously, don't know what happened to Riddick. He just his head went somewhere else. And then obviously, <clears throat> you could see there yesterday, um, Talbot uh, is the keeper that they've been using for for this series, and he's had a he's been playing absolutely excellent. I think um, very unfortunate yesterday with him and the accident with the puck. Two players. From the flames and the jets getting their face smashed by the puck, um, in what looked like what looked like a, an old Ric Flair match on the ice with the amount of blood on the ice when he went off. I know it was the the Pullman sort of injury was sort of especially pretty nasty when he was uh, sort of making that the dive to stop the puck. I think he was willing to let his body take the shot, but I don't think he was anticipating uh, getting it, unfortunately, right in the face. And of to the be visor. fair, if actually you noticed the commentator even said it, to be fair, it looked like Backlund was trying to lift it over him. Because, I mean, as much as some of these guys might kill each other, they don't want to, you know, they don't want to kill someone either. Oh, well, I, I, I never thought at any stage that, like, the... Oh, I don't think it's... A, it's not really backland sort of responsibility there as well. No, it's not. It's not. He's, he's taken his shot, and if they want to try and block it, if you want to block it with your face, you want to block it with your legs, you want to block it with your stick, you know, it's not up to him then to say, oh, I better stop because he's sliding along the ground here. Yeah, but then the Calgary one was just completely unfortunate. I mean, you could, yeah. you could try to do that to your worst enemy and it wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, just completely friendly fire. Um, but two beasts, I mean, they come back on after getting stitched up. <laughs> they come back on after getting a stitched up whip. I mean, some of these pucks go 80 to 100 miles an hour. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, you know. But That's um, it. They've, they've got a bit of weight to them as well. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I know all about it. I've been hit with many a puck back in the, in the rollerblade days. So it's, uh, it, it's, not, it's not fun. Although we did it with no padding because we were idiots. But there you go. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's but, been some good games. I mean, we can look at tonight now, obviously, at the moment. Um, one of the games that I was really looking forward to, which is a round-robin game, obviously, which you, you probably have written down here. So if you want to go through some stuff individually, I'm happy to. Um, yeah, well, we'll just sort of give a setup at the moment because all games seem to be finally balanced. Now, other than, apart from, obviously, the... Uh, the Carolina game uh, because they won earlier on to I think it was yesterday or today sorry they won earlier on today uh, against uh, the uh, New York Rangers to take a 3-0 lead to advance because it is a best of five series isn't it yeah so today we yeah. had the uh, Arizona Coyotes played earlier they're now 2-1 up in the series against the Predators which I think I pretty much called it did I say the Coyotes in the earlier game I think I did I think you did Um then we had the Islanders uh, lose late <clears throat> um, to the Panthers. 
Yeah, well, they, they they sort of scored like the the Panthers were three one up. But at, yeah, they scored late. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so they were late. Kind of comeback was was halted. Yeah, yeah sorry. was halted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they uh, they brought that back to to two one because they needed that win. They did, yeah. So and that's it because the Rangers were two 0 up. So yeah, it's two one in the series there. So that can all be finished in the next couple of days. Then the Oilers and the Blackhawks, which <clears throat> by looking at looking at any kind of a highlight reels, people will think that the the Oilers have absolutely destroyed uh, the Blackhawks, but it is one piece in the series. It's just that um, McDavid has just a special highlight reel, but there's still there's still uh, four other lines on the ice as well, and that's obviously where where yeah. um, where the Oilers are. And then obviously the Penguins and the Canadians uh, play a little bit later on, and obviously the Oilers and the Blackhawks too. So they're two amazing games to look at. And then I think if we look at uh, the round robin, the other games, the Avalanche and the Stars, um, the Stars. No, they lost the other night actually to the, to the Golden Knights in the end, didn't they? Um, they did, yeah, yeah. yeah so. They did. They were they were actually three one up at one they stage. Were. It was a, it was a third were. period comeback from from Vegas to uh, to get that back and win five three. Yeah, and it's uh, the Carolina the Hurricanes. Yeah, they destroyed the Rangers and shut out in the series three nil, four one. Her flames, as they sometimes get called, with the amount of business they do with the Calgary Flames. So it's nice to see them go through. Um, one apiece yeah, with the Canucks and the Wild. I think that's one thing that we've seen, especially in all the games. I got a bar one that was a whitewash. Um, all these games are 1-1 uh, heading into, obviously, Calgary. We made a 2-1 last night. So teams are sort of still, I think, maybe getting used to each other. There's, we're, um, there's not... Uh, a standout just yet from from any of the games. No. Uh, so no. I think we'll see. We'll we'll have a greater obviously idea over the next two nights to see when uh, whichever side goes the two one ahead in their respective games to see who's yeah. going to make it into the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Well, yeah. Like I think um, I think the Islanders did look good. They obviously lose a little bit of confidence from losing that today. I think um, I think the Flames. Probably on team will probably feel the most confident at the moment, just purely because of it looks like they've sorted their goalkeeper issue out as well with Talbot playing so well, and then their their big three, I suppose Lindholm, Money Monahan, and um, and Goudreau starting to actually perform in the playoffs because that's what happened last year. They won the first game and then then they got hockeyed for the rest of it. Uh, no pun intended, but they yeah so. This, this was really important for us this year for the Flames. And I'm not just going to talk about the Flames here, but obviously, you know, you do talk about your affiliation. But it's Well, they, they played last night and the, exactly. it's fair enough. And it was probably the game of the tournament so far in terms of just the amount of incidents and, and I guess, goals in it as well. 6-2. With them. I mean, they've, they've basically, they've smashed, um, they've smashed uh, the, the Jets twice in this, you know, series now um, when it was completely expected to be the other way. So, I mean, if the Flames do win tomorrow and it's a 3-1 series, then that is a huge, huge confidence for the Flames going into the next uh, playoff game. Um, phenomenally, I think. Uh, the Maple Leafs also played last night. They they shut out the, uh, the Blue Jackets, three goals to zero to tie it yeah. one. And they looked really good. I was expecting them to hit the rhythm, to be honest with you. Um as I say, the qualifiers are tonight with the Penguins and the Canadians. Um, I'm expecting a Penguins win, but, you know, um, it just depends. I mean, they're, uh, you know, the Canadians goalie is just, 
he's he's going to be the key. Do you know what I mean? Um, I mean the front line of 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 the uh, <clears throat> excuse me front line of the of the Penguins is pretty pretty awesome to be fair. But Price it's just if Price plays like Price can play, um, then I think you know he gives them he gives the Canadians a chance. That's how important goalies are. In, in in this sport, you know, I mean, in all sports, but in this sport in particular, um, because this, it's just, uh, sorry, this is just me asking, just from um, looking at the fixtures and these exhibition games. Mm-hmm. Do these exhibition games actually uh, influence seeding at all, or are they just seen as warm up games? Um, they'll be seen as warm up games. The round robin ones, you mean, or the qualifiers? Yeah, so for the likes of Vegas and Dallas and. Uh, obviously, the I think it's the sorry the Avalanche as well. So like these are playing uh, one-off games. So are they are, are they going to influence seeding for the next round? They will. They will do. They will do. Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. Because otherwise, they'd just be exhibition games. You know. Um, it's a fair question because a lot of people have asked that. Um, I know it's a little bit different this year because of as you mentioned earlier, it's, it's, it's a best of five and they've kind of had to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. Um, but no, it will affect it because it's in the conference, you know what I mean? So yeah. therefore they need to, uh, they need to kind of be able to seed these teams because it wouldn't be fair to have someone just go and play a friendly game and then, you know, get the best seed in the, in the, yeah, uh, so, so, so it, it, these games do obviously mean something to those other teams to get yeah, themselves like, the for example, sort of position because, you can see on my phone there, you probably won't be able to. Can you see that? Yeah, I can see it there, yeah. The way it says, you see the way Boston, Washington, yeah. the Flyers, and then the Lightning are there. So that's mm-hmm. the Eastern Conference uh, round robin. So that's Yeah, the they're the, the sort of, they were the, the top four when play stopped. Exactly. And they, 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 are, they are into the next round, but they just don't know what position they're in yet. Exactly. So you've got yeah. the Lightning on top uh, with one win, two points. Uh, the Flyers are the same, uh, two points, one win, and then Washington and Boston. So um, tonight's game, which let me get to it right now and see. Yeah, so the Lightning um, in the with eight minutes to go in the second period are two up um, against the Bruins. Yeah, against the Bruins. So yeah, it, it of course yeah it does affect it. It's just obviously they were already in. They want to just see what way it's seeded. So it's a really cool cool way that they've done it this year. Um, but I think later on then, the games later on, what have we got tonight? The Oilers and the Blackhawks. Whoever wins that obviously goes one, one, one step further. The Penguins uh, and the Canadians again, same. Um, yeah. Nicely balanced. So, yeah, it's really cool. Like, as you said, it's a very, very nice, it's very fine. It's very, very finely balanced. I think uh, the Flames are the one team tomorrow, um, if, in tomorrow's games that can actually go into the next uh, to the next stage of the playoffs and join um, who was it that went in today sorry it was uh, Carolina Carolina Hurricanes yeah, yeah. exactly sorry um, so yeah it's um, and then obviously the Canucks and the Wild play tomorrow Maple Leafs and the Blue Jackets so that is three amazing games tomorrow for anyone who's in, in, interested and then obviously the Golden Knights the Blues and the Capitals and the Flyers will uh, get couple of more games out of the way in the round robin too so yeah it's going to be really cool tomorrow if for anyone that's interested 7 30 p.m irish time um which would be what would that be eight nine ten half two eastern time half two eastern time 
um, 1 a.m. tomorrow in Ireland um, for the for the Maple Leafs. So that would be obviously a little bit yeah. earlier for the Americans as well. Uh, and then the Flames and the Jets, just because they love me, is on a 3.30 in the a.m. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, and it's not a game I can exactly miss. So I'm going to have to try and uh, <laughs> get some sort of hours of sleep before, before that. Get that or we'll get the monster in, one or the other, man. I think the sleep would be better. <laughs> I think it will be for your own health. Yeah. But anyway, we'll, we'll we'll revisit again next week and we'll have a clearer idea of who's going to be exactly in the playoffs and who's going to be playing who in terms of the uh, exhibition games there as well. Uh, well yeah, I just wanted to say actually quickly before that yes. as well on Friday, for anyone, just, just because we may as well kind of wrap that up on this particular one. Obviously, you've got the Islanders and the Panthers. Yeah. And again, this is just how quickly everything's going. The Islanders have the chance to obviously go through with a win. Predators and the Coyotes. Um, the Arizona Coyotes have a chance to go into the next round again. The only teams that can't just yet would, I mean, it would depend on tonight, wouldn't it? Um, it would depend on the next two days' games before exactly. we will know. Because, exactly. yeah, of course, you have... Um, Oilers and Blackhawks. Yeah. And yeah. then you have the Penguins and Canadians as well. So yeah. by that stage, we'll know. Um, and the Blue Jackets and the Maple Leafs, I should say, too, will know who is 2-1 up. So they, by, that, by the time Friday comes along, we'll know who has the opportunity to seal the series and possibly even just get that crucial fruit few days rest before yeah. their next round game. So like I said, we'll come back to it next week. We'll know we who's will. playing who and we can break that down again. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and then after that, we are going to be speaking to Casey Kiernan from AM Hoops. Cody going to the goal. Leno to the middle of the shot block. And shot scores! Matthew Kitchuk! What a goal! Duck settles it down, but it's still a back by Shep. Right up front short. Stopped by Riddick. Rebound. Riddick stopped that too. He robbed Bozak on the rebound. Shot five. Anderson shoots. Stopped by Campbell. Rebound. Kachuk scores! What a night for Matthew Kachuk. He's going to pace. And welcome back to the ASI podcast with myself, Ian Dynamo Kelly, my co-host Aramar, and once again, our very, very special guest, a very good friend of ours now at this stage, AM Hoops, Casey Kiernan. Welcome once again, Casey. Hello, thanks for having me again. So glad we have games on to talk about this time. This is this is the fun stuff now because we did mention that and we're kind of uh, we're kind of getting a little bit uh, getting balls deep into it now no pun intended <laughs> and it's 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 looking <laughs> things <laughs> some teams are starting to take uh, take a little bit of shape some teams are probably surprising us in terms of uh, how slow they've been off the mark as well I guess from your perspective before we start again guys. Go to YouTube, subscribe, hit the like, and hit the uh, bell notification on AM Hoops. There's daily videos from Casey. They are the best in, in any basketball genre on YouTube. And, of course, uh, Spotify you. and Apple Podcasts. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, you can listen to the AM Hoops podcast as well. Um, but now that we've got that little bit of business out of the way, Casey, um, how's it been for you so far, um, I guess, we know what you kind of generally talk about on a daily basis, but for people that haven't heard yet, what has surprised you, I guess, the most, and what has not surprised you, so that you did call, which we will bring up in a little while. Well, well, obviously the Phoenix Suns have surprised everyone. Um, yeah, 
And, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies have surprised me uh, in the negative. And you know what else is interesting is that really the only race that is shaping up to be interesting is that eight seed. Everything else is um, just either decided like the one seed with the Lakers or the two seed basically with the Clippers. And then the three through seven, it doesn't really matter who is who is where because there's no home court advantage, you know. So the drama there is very, very uh, low. All the drama is there with the eight seed. And I, I guess I didn't expect that. You know, I, I yeah. maybe I would have done even more homework on only the eight seed instead of kind of spreading it out amongst all the teams. But you know what else is funny? I'm only talking about the Western Conference. Like, I just sure. assumed Western Con- – like, that's another thing is that there's no drama in the East, um, really. Uh, I guess, you know, a, a surprising thing might be how good the, the Toronto Raptors look. Yeah. I know – because I've watched games all year, I get that they're good. I get that they were the two seed for a reason. They absolutely earned that. Yeah. But they just looked fierce against the Lakers. And, you know, all these people at the headlines saying, oh, hey, the Raptors are a contender. I do kind of resent that. Like, hey, man, ha- like, where were you all year? But there is still an element of surprise of how good they look, especially against the Lakers the other day. It's funny because we, we mentioned that on the last podcast, didn't we, that I kind of had them just as a little bit of a uh, wild card um, wager, you know, to do the two in a row. But that was kind of almost a little bit of my Canadian fandom as well, um, mm. saying I would love to see it, I guess, as an upset. But, yeah, it's funny because uh, since, the, since, obviously, the restart, they really have looked like somebody that if they can keep this momentum up, that will will obviously cause some teams some problems in a, in a playoff setting. Um, I think I'm, I'd like to say that my, uh, my Orlando Magic were just helping out the, uh, the Western <laughs> Conference a little bit to make it interesting the other day with a win on the, with a loss to the Trailblazers. Um, but it was uh, obviously that was some circumstances going into that game, obviously with Jonathan Isaac, which um, yeah. we, we kind of, we, we should probably mention because obviously Jonathan Isaac, is well well revered and well loved by teams pretty much every team in the bubble almost. Um, right. Brave young man, obviously deciding to stand for the national anthem as well. He didn't really get too much bite back from that because you know it was his own decision. Um, but then obviously the horrific injury, which for me as a Magic fan is very very worrying because it's becoming a little bit of a bit of a trend. A trend in what way? Well, it, it did, didn't uh, – I don't mean a trend in the sense that, like, it's every week, but because he had injured that, that knee before. Was oh, with him. Yeah. Got it, yeah. And he had Sorry. the sprain. And I really feel bad for him because he's yeah. extension eligible. So, yeah. you know, all these guys got together who are able to get a contract this offseason. Um, and, and the worst for these guys is the second contract. Uh, yeah. You would never want to get injured before your second contract because your first one's your rookie deal, and yeah. you get at, at the top of the line you get eight nine million a year, which is nothing compared to what some of these guys are getting, right? Yeah. And sure. So when you get that second contract, that is when you get your first big, big, big life change, generation changing money. Yeah. And Jonathan Isaac's one of the guys right before that big second contract. So for him to have this injury right now is just absolutely awful. Do you think? Do you think the Magic's, I mean, from a business standpoint, do you think they're going to be looking at that and thinking, 
Jesus, how can we offer this guy much money when, when, when? Oh this- no, no, absolutely not. I think they have to. I think when you have someone who is sort of homegrown like that and you drafted him, you know, you have no uh, choice. It's like Marvin Bagley with the Kings. Yeah. You know, he's gotten injured for what the fourth time, I think. Yeah. And um, he's the number two overall pick. What's your um, what is the other option there for you? What are you going to trade him? Yeah. You'll never get equal value for that. Exactly. I mean, a guy who is the number two of you, that, that, that value that is intrinsic in a number two overall pick in, in Bagley's situation was Isaac, the sixth overall pick. I forget. No, that was I Bob. think so. Yeah. I think it was number six. Yeah. And either way, it's like these high lottery picks. If you trade, it's like, it's like having a stock and then it has a horrible day. And then you trade it at its lowest. Like, why would you do that? Sure. Right? And so what are they going to do with Isaac? What are the Kings going to do with Bagley? These young guys have got – they have no they have no choice. They have to hold on to him. They have to extend them. What if they traded them? What if they traded Isaac and then he rejuvenated his career and hit his potential on another franchise and they traded him for peanuts? Yeah. So I, I think they have to pay him. I think so. And I think they will, to be fair. Like I say – all across the board, even through a lot of, I guess, the controversy that people said that he stood during the National Anthem, which I don't think is a controversy, it's a personal choice. But you know yourself, Twitter is a hell of a place. Um, but <laughs> even even with that, he didn't get any bite back from any of the opposition uh, players or, or any, uh, any of his own teammates because I think he's a well-liked, well-kind-of-rounded young man. He's very into his fate and whatnot. Um, so... Yeah, speedy recovery to uh, wish to Jonathan Isaac. Man, it's a whole year. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. It's, awful. Um, it's horrible, man. It's horrible. And and just obviously with Markel Fultz starting to come back and you know, having a run of games where he's where he's kind of um, where he's fit, fingers crossed, touched wood. Um, we can hope we can hope that Jonathan can do the same. Dara, you wanted to uh, jump in there on something? Yeah, I just want to sort of talk about injuries, obviously, and uh, the probably one of the other big stories with injuries is obviously Zion uh, and his limited minutes that he's getting at the moment with the Pelicans. Yeah. Uh, and I think what I, you've spoken about it on your own podcast as well, uh, Casey, about sort of saving him uh, for the long term and maybe like letting him just ride the rest of this season out and not, uh, not potentially injuring himself seriously like unfortunately that happened to Isaac. What do you think that is a good idea, especially with the Pelicans still having an opportunity to get into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I I think that it is. Of course, it's the smart idea. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you watch the the game, he doesn't look fit. No. And the crazy thing is, like the ripped Zion photos that came out that everyone freaked out about, where he looked, he looked like he had <clears throat> not single digit body fat, but he looked as fit as we've ever seen him in those photos. And then you see him on the court. He looks like regular old Zion. <laughs> what happened to skinny Harden? Like, you remember the skinny Harden photos? Yeah. yeah. What happened to him? He looks just like regular Harden. The only guy who came as advertised was Nikola Jokic. He is skinny Jokic right now, right? Yeah. yeah and so true. when I see Zion like that and I see him out of breath, I mean, I'm no expert on, you know, the, the uh, physiology of it, but, they say that tired players, fatigue leads to injury. Fatigue leads to injury. And that's why they, 
they track these guys, they track their minutes. That's the theory behind load management, right? And the Spurs started this was, you know, back in the day, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, they, if they had like second night of a back-to-back, they would sit them. It's because the Spurs had some knowledge at the time that, that was not common knowledge was that the, if you play these guys too many minutes, not enough rest, there's a much higher likelihood they get injured. Right. Yeah. And so that is the same philosophy that's being applied here to Zion. He does not look fit. No. So I think if it was up to them, they wouldn't play him at all because of the, the risk of injury. But they can't get away with that because if they sit a technically healthy player, imagine the drama that would uh, happen. I'm just from the media to the internet, Twitter, like you said, I think people would would uh, question their basketball culture, uh, all sorts of things. So I think they have to play Zion, but I think that they should be as cautious as they can be. Who who do you think is to blame for the for him being this unfit? Because like you said, he he had skinny Zion pictures coming out during lockdown. Yeah. So something has happened know. there. It's weird. I mean, no one. That's the thing that no one can explain, really. And he'll probably deal with that for the rest of his career. I mean, he's yeah. – so he just turned 20. He just turned 20 years old. He's the second heaviest player in the NBA at 20 Ooh. years old. And, how heavy, how you know, heavy is he? 287, I believe. Um, is he seven? But he was, he was 300 earlier this year. But, um, wow. but you know, people, as they get older, they get thicker. I mean, that's oh. just – yeah. And dude, and even if not just like guys like, you know, me and you guys who aren't pro athletes, the pro athletes whose job it is to keep themselves in shape, who run up and down the court. Like if you look at them, they get thicker, even though they're working out, they have nutritionists. Can you imagine what it'll be like for Zion? If it's like this at 20 years old, I'm it's going to be a theme throughout. I'm sure. calling I'm just... right now on the 5th of August, 2020, I'm calling it Zion at one time has a career in WWE. I'm telling you. <laughs> he doesn't say, his personality doesn't seem like that. No, no, no uh, he doesn't need to say anything. <laughs> if he wants to keep nah, it, right. if he keeps, wants to hit 300, he, he could have a career maybe in the NFL as a, as a defensive lineman, possibly. Yeah, yeah you're right. That's, that's the way the he moves, his explosiveness, that's a really good call. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Just has, sure. To, has to keep an eye on those knees, obviously. For, oh, uh, yeah. That's for that, um, I just want to ask you also about um, the Houston Rockets and obviously the well-established small ball, as as they're calling it here, um, probably causing a few upsets. Now they, I know they lost against uh, the Trailblazers last night yeah. as well, but they, they've sort of um, they're one of the teams anyway, along with sort of say the Suns too, that have really hit the ground running since the restart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have. Um... You know, the, the Rockets are one of these teams that really benefited from having the time off. You know, the, the book on Harden and Russell Westbrook, too, had been that they run out of gas in the postseason um, and they can't continue to carry their teams like they do in the regular season. And, you know, those are two of the guys who lead the league regularly in usage rate. Um, Harden leads the league in scoring every year, it seems like. So these guys carry so much of the burden for their teams that by the time they get to the playoffs and they pride themselves on playing a lot of minutes Harden like never takes a game off one thing that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about 
Russell Westbrook sat on the second night of every single back-to-back all season. So they had been load managing him, but people don't mention him when they talk about the load management guys like Kawhi Leonard. Um, but, and what they were trying to do with that strategy is prevent Russ from being burned out come playoff time. So no team has benefited more from this built-in offseason right before the playoffs, and I think that's sort of what we're seeing. And two things I wanted to mention. First of all, I wanted to apologize to anyone listening that wants to try and call me out on it. It wasn't obviously it wasn't trail, but it's just a pedos the magics last night. Uh, the Pacers, but on that, um, the Pacers obviously <clears throat> is a team that you did call on this last last podcast that you were you were keeping an eye on. Um, the, the Pacers were somebody that you had said that you thought um, were going to get better. What did what have you seen from them actually? Because I mean, obviously, last night, the score got a little bit closer near the end, like the third quarter and fourth quarter. The Magic's kind of shortened the gap a little bit, but never looked like closing it enough to, to win. Um, what is it that the Pacers have for you um, that, that kind of stands out? What is it? <laughs> I just I want to know. T.J. Warren, dude. You what? T.J. Warren. It is, isn't it? Look at this. 53 points. We all know about that. That grabbed the headline. Crazy. The next night, 34 points. The next night, 32 points. It's crazy, man. I, I know, just, it's like, awesome. Just go, I love it. Down and just like have a bad cold or something just for a day. I don't want any injury. Like, just the- also, no offense here. It's The schedule has been kind of easy. So, Philly, okay. They beat Philly 127-121 because T.J. Warren had the best night of his entire career. Sure. And then yeah. after that was the Wizards. Eh, and after that was the Magic. No offense, again, but... Not the, the Magic have looked pretty in, good though the, since since the the bubble started. I thought I agree, but was that yeah? But this was the day the game after the Jonathan Isaac injury. That yeah. might have been a little emotional for them. Right? I think so. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I'm ready to um, be super hyped about the Pacers just yet. Okay. I mean, look, it's nice if I said that I like them and they're doing well. I'll take it. Well, I'm not ready to go crazy about them and make any sort of playoff predictions here. Sure. I think the schedule the schedule has been uh, pretty favorable to this point. Next up, they have the Suns. That'll be good because yeah. obviously the Suns are without a loss. Yeah. And then it's the Lakers, the Heat, twice the Heat, and the Rockets. Yeah. So the schedule is going to get really tough. What's interesting for the Pacers is they are battling with Philly for the – is it the fifth seed or the sixth yeah, they're, seed? Yeah, they're they're in fifth at the moment. And, uh, right. And the cool yeah. and the good thing for the Pacers with that win over the Sixers is they also won the tiebreaker. Yeah. So if they tie in record, the Pacers win that. Yeah. So the winner gets the Heat, right? So if they're battling for the sixth and seventh seed, the winner gets the Heat, who haven't looked great even though they did just beat the celtics yeah but they didn't but look to great for that to me the heat no they didn't they are so young they rely <clears throat> on three guys who have zero playoff experience <laughs> um and then the loser gets the celtics so that'll be tough right sure celtics so that's a really interesting five six race but yeah the pacers have looked good for sure yeah um yeah i think like the magics we know we're, they're gonna get that eight seed anyway regardless uh, oh the magic yeah. No, no aren't they going to get the seven? Magic are in eight now, but they're just – I know. Split. Don't you yeah, think I, they're going to get the seven, though? Oh, I do. I do. I just think – I don't think that's going to change because I don't think the Wizards are, are going to do anything. I think that's going to be battling between uh, the Nets. Oh, and the no, no. Um, but I think the Magic will 
overtake the nets personally. Uh, that's that's actually with my thinking cap on. That's not even with my uh, with my bias. Let's absolutely. Let's call so now here. The nets. The nets just beat the uh, Bucks straight up they, yesterday. They did, and they did. on a whim, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna get a couple of easy bucks. I'm gonna <laughs> put my entire bankroll on the Bucks money line. Really. I didn't do it, but I almost did. I actually don't know why I didn't do it, but I think they were like minus 4,000. Oh. And that. <laughs> oh. So oh we'll, call it, we'll call it divine intervention to stop. We will. I think something like distracted me. Yep. I, I can't remember why I didn't do that it. That was a higher. Maybe the wife, hopefully, because she hopefully. might have been. <laughs> yeah. Um, one more question just before Dara jumps in. Um, another person that we're going to talk about, which we did have a little bit of fun with before we started here, um, Ball Ball. <laughs> Obviously, um, some uh, people, we'll call them people, uh, were, were getting very uh, very excited about Ball Ball's performance in the uh, in the exhibition game. Scratch. Uh, you came out with a, the, with a great video. The Wizards. <laughs> you uh, you came out with a great video, which uh, for anybody that hasn't seen it, go and just type in AM Hoops uh, Ball Ball. And you basically just, <laughs> you just pissed on their bonfire, basically, uh, in a great way. It's because great. I saw all these other YouTubers, like, literally, I think one of them said, like, Ball Ball and the Nuggets are reinventing basketball. Like, <laughs> I did see something guys, like that, yeah. It's like, what are you doing? And so I did the opposite, and I said, this is not good. This is bad. If they have to rely on bull bull, you're screwed. Yeah. So don't get excited. Get depressed if this is your reality. <laughs> because the truth is he's a, he's a rookie, and rookies don't do anything in the playoffs. They do not help you win, especially on the Nuggets. Mike Malone didn't play Michael Porter Jr. the first five games after he had a good preseason. Yeah. I remember I made a whole Michael Porter Jr. Uh, video, and I was going to drop that video right when Porter Jr. had his debut so it would have maximum clicks. Yeah. And night after night, the kid didn't get a single minute, and I was like, what's going on? So the Nuggets, they don't like playing rookies, and especially in the playoffs. So to me, I don't know if you heard that. Oh, that's cool. So, so to me, this was just the easiest prediction ever. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things because you mentioned actually players coming back looking a little bit different. We look at Mo Bamba, like again, the guy that's coming back on with like twenty pounds or something bigger, mm -hmm. and it's it's again, it's not benefited him at all, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so you, you we kind of go back to what Dara said. You wonder are some of these decisions strategic from a coaching standpoint, and are some of these where the boys just really didn't give a shit during the kind of lockdown and said, you know what, I'm just going to beef up. I, you know, I always wanted to know what I looked like, looking like, I don't know, Booker T or something. <laughs> but uh, it's it's kind of one of those. Uh, Dara, you had a couple of, couple of things you wanted to bring in. Yeah, I, well, I, I want to just um, talk about maybe the, the Mavericks, uh, their start, because right. they obviously started with two losses, um, and especially with that game against uh, the Suns. Which was such a weird, a weird game, especially with like uh, KP and Dantich combining for seventy points that game, and they still end up losing to to the Suns. But then obviously yesterday, they they, they beat the Kings. Um, yeah, I've lost every game. As that was well. a great game. It was, and just the, the casual triple double for Dantich as well <laughs> in that good. game too. 
Uh, just what have you made of their sort of start to it? I, I, I myself have been a little uh, disappointed so far, but maybe they just needed a few games just to warm up. Right. Well, I haven't been disappointed. I mean, I think the, this is one of those teams that, like, we forget, like, hey, they're actually the seventh seed. Like, I know they have a lot of uh, – uh, Star names kind of thing. Yeah, they have a lot of excitement factor. Yeah, I yeah. put a lot of people in this category with, like, Derek Rose is, is overhyped, so I don't, I'm not putting him in the same category as Luka Doncic at all. But, you know, there are certain guys who have, like, a cachet to them, but – it, it it actually isn't um, uh, proportionate to how successful they are on the court. Michael Porter Jr. is one of these guys. We could go through Russell Westbrook as one of these guys. If I just look at these, uh, Zach Levine is one of these guys. D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Town. I'm just looking at uh, uh, team names right here, and I'm just thinking of guys on these teams. You know – and, and the, the Mavericks have two of these guys. They have Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic. And so we get so excited about them that we forget the fact that they played like this all year. Like, they're the seven seed for a reason. They're up and down. They're inconsistent. Their defense is not very good. They have the number one offense in the NBA, but their defense is the reason why they're the seven seed. Yeah. So when I see Houston hang 153 on him. When I see Sacramento, well, they did much better against Sacramento, 114-117 for Phoenix. But this isn't surprising to me. We know Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis are awesome. They combine for 70 and the Mavericks lose. That sounds about right. That's the reason they're the seventh seed. Okay. Um, and just a quick quick one on the Clippers losing uh, yesterday as well against the Suns. Um, they're sort of just in playoff mode at the moment, really, just getting ready for – whoever they're going to face. Do they have to worry a little bit, though, about uh, Denver maybe just sneaking up behind? <laughs> are you saying you're a Lakers fan here, Ian? When the Clippers are involved, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Um, no, Denver has not looked good. No. Denver looks bad to me. I mean, Denver's about to beat the Spurs, but I watched part of that game and Denver just didn't look good. I, I mean – if I'm the Clippers, I'm not too concerned. It's only a one-game difference. So, actually, it's going to be a half game now. Um, but if I look at the Clippers' schedule here, and they are getting their guys back. Let's see. Clippers. Clippers are going to Mavericks, look. Trailblazers, Nets. Then they have the Nuggets head-to-head and Oklahoma City. So, it's I would say that's sort of average in terms of difficulty. Every game is winnable if you're the Clippers, and you've got Denver head-to-head. So there's more than enough opportunity for the Clippers if they want to to hold on to that two-seed to me. And Denver definitely. has not impressed me. I don't know what you guys have thought about them, but they've, they've been one of the bigger letdowns for me. Haven't, I haven't watched an awful lot of Denver games now at the moment. No. Porter Jr. obviously played pretty well the other night, obviously. Yeah, yeah, he did. Quality player, but uh, – I'm just teasing Dara there. I know he's a Clippers man. Uh, I got that. I got that LA Lakers hat that I showed off there uh, cheap. So I just bought it just to wind Dara up. But uh, no, I, I like the Clippers, and I do. I do actually think as well that you know they know that they're pretty comfortable, and I think you're right, Casey. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna hang on to that two seed, but I think you're gonna see the real. Kawhi yeah, I really Leonard. hope that they do because if yeah. they don't, then we have to get. Lakers Clippers in the conference semifinals. Yeah, 
instead of the finals. And that, I mean, I mean, to the neutral fan, if you don't have a home team that you root for, I think we would all just be rooting for Clippers, Lakers, West Conference finals, because it would be the two best teams with the most on the line, right? A a ticket to the finals, not a ticket to the conference finals. That's ridiculous. So I really hope just from a neutral standpoint that the Clippers hold on to that two seed. Me too. Cool. Uh, well, before we let you go, Casey, I, we just have a, a couple of questions that we want to ask, and they're quick, quick fire questions. We're going to throw watch in. Let me know. Let me know what you think. So, I want you to let me know what your what your best team has been so far, your worst team, your surprise package, your best player, and the best game so far. <laughs> Can you take those? Do it one by one. <laughs> Yeah. I'll take them one, uh, one by one. So we'll start I started, off. With... I started thinking about the first one, and by the time I, <laughs> you were on like the fourth one, because I think he uh, wants me to. He wants me to answer them as well after you, Casey. Oh, well, I, it was like, I, like, I have my own answers too for that as well. Cool. we'll start, okay, so uh, the best team so far, uh, Toronto Raptors. I'd agree. I have Toronto on mine as well. I have Toronto nice. also. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all have Toronto. That's good. Good for okay. them. Uh, worst team? Oh, the Kings. Uh, I, I was to- going to say the Grizzlies, but, you know, the Grizzlies have really, like, fought, and they've been in all these games. They just lost again to the Jazz just now. They're winless, yeah. which is disappointing, but the Kings have actually looked worse. I, I, I had Memphis myself, but I also put down the Wizards. As an honorable mm. mention, or dishonorable mention, probably in this category. I had the Wizards as well. I, I was going to have the Nets purely because, you know, just because I was glad we beat them the other yeah, day. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, would have been, wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been fair. I don't think it would have been fair after beating the Bucks the other night. No, nobody that's why I changed. Like, so. Very fickle, very fickle. <laughs> um, I think we'll all have the same answer for this one, but I, I'll ask anyway. Uh, the surprise team so far. Well, yeah. Yeah. We would all wait. All right, this is gonna be a little cheesy. You ready? Okay. Stay it on three. One, two, three. Phoenix Suns. <laughs> Ian, why didn't you play along? Because I had a different answer. Because I had the magic. No, you didn't. <laughs> I had the magic. Because <laughs> I thought we were just gonna get whooped every game. To be honest. Why? I don't know. Because I wasn't expecting. I I didn't know what what, what to expect with Bamba and. Uh, Vucevic, to be honest with you, whether, you know, because we didn't have a center, I was really worried about that. But Vucevic has really surprised me, man. He's been, he's, he's looked like he's really kept himself in shape. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it would be the Suns, really, realistically. I was just, um, it was yeah. a couple of things, probably because I had a little bit more time to put my eye on, on what I was expecting uh, with Got the Magic. It. And obviously, a lot of experts were telling me that the Magic were, were going to be shit. So, but uh, yeah, it's got to be the Suns for sure. Gotcha, for sure. Okay, so uh, best player so far. Mm, that's a good one. You guys go first. Uh, I had TJ Warren. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, TJ Warren is up there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, probably would be TJ Warren. I mean, I've liked purely based on the last couple of performances. Um, I've really liked Porter Jr. I really have. Um, but I suppose based on the overall package, it would be hard not to give it to, uh, to TJ Warren. 
Yeah, TJ Warren is a good pick um, because he obviously has scored a lot of points. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with my man, Luka Doncic. <laughs> so 34 points, because he does so much for his team. 34 points, 12 assists, 20 boards last game. Wow. The game for the, before that, 40 points, 11 assists, 8 boards. And the game before that, another triple-double, 28 points, 10 assists, 13 boards. I mean, dude. Yeah. And he's not one of these players who is a uh, – I don't want to say ball hog, but he's not a stat chaser. Those triple doubles come in the flow of the game, yeah. which is more impressive to me than a guy who's hunting that extra rebound to get that triple double. And so while I like TJ Warren, I think his scoring maybe is a little too one dimensional for me, um, even though his team is winning games and the Mavs have only won the one game. So he's he's probably the one player if you told me tomorrow that you could do a fantasy fantasy trade that I would uh, that I would pick from my team every time. Doncic for sure. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Well, I wonder if it would be between him and Giannis because I think Giannis is only 25 years old. I think there is Doncic not a little bit younger. He's 20. Yeah, so Taking Doncic. And plus Giannis is the uh... yeah, Giannis is twenty-five. Oh, and Luke is okay, Luke is twenty-one. And yeah. so to me, it's like, would you be going would you be looking more long term with Luca, or do you really just think that Luca's the better overall player now than Giannis? I prefer him. So, you know, I don't want to get destroyed on this opinion, you know, from certain people because obviously Giannis is the is the uh... back to back MVP. Yeah. But um, I just think Luca is just there's something about him. Um, like you say, he plays with such a uh, I, I want to say like a casual style in his game, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, he goes about his business in a way that, like you mentioned, he doesn't want to be like, Oh, I'm chasing everything, I like that, you know what I mean? He doesn't need to be a Giannis, but he, he's just as effective in, in what he does, right? So, I agree, yeah, yeah. All right, and then the last question is, uh, what has been your best game so far, or your favorite game? You can go first. I had two, um, and they were actually pretty early games. It was the Lakers and the Clippers game, or the Rockets and the Mavs. Okay. Okay. Well, mine's uh, obviously going to be a Magic game, so I, I went with it. <laughs> is it really? What is it? It's uh, against the Kings. I just uh, There were certain performances in that game that really kind of uh, stood out to me, you know? Um, but now it's kind of a oh so much so that I have it up here on the old NBA app. Um, yeah, as I see, Vucevic was just incredible. You know, twenty three points, eleven rebounds, two assists, two steals. Nice. Um, he he just he had such a good game for a center. Um, he's really surprised me in this in this uh, bubble so far. So yeah, that'd be my favorite game personally. So. Um, I did enjoy the Suns and the Mavericks, though. Suns and the Mavericks was a pretty good game. I would have to go with the Pelicans and the Grizzlies from the other day. Okay. Very competitive. A lot of fun watching all those guys, the young guys. Like I said, to start the podcast, I think the race for the eighth seed is the most compelling thing about the bubble right now. And obviously that was like the kind of the pinnacle of that, the Pelicans and the Grizzlies. Um, but on a personal level, it would be the Kings and the 
Mavericks because I had money on the Mavericks. And, <laughs> and they covered right there with the final basket, so it was very exciting. Could we just say one thing? Tell me if I'm wrong. 39 minutes, Ja Morant. A little bit underwhelming in that game, in my opinion. Uh, 39 minutes, much more than any other player. 11 points. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five yeah. rebounds, eight assists. For that kind of uh, game time, would be expecting a lot more. Right. Yeah, they're, they're a young team that um, took a little while to get going this year. And then once they got going, um, it looked like they were going to make the playoffs ahead of all those other teams. But now on the restart, they're kind of looking like they did to start the year which is, you know, John Moran is not hitting his shots on the outside. They can't close games. And, you know, that's like a hallmark of a young team. You know, when it yeah. gets down to executing at the very end against another veteran team, the other, the, the, the younger team just doesn't execute. They turn the ball over. They're not hitting shots. They're not playing good defense at the end of the game. Yeah. And so overall, I mean, disappointing is one way to put it. But I could also say – it's expected because they have so many young players fair. that they just can't close out these games. That's fair. Um, I suppose I have a, a couple of questions as well there before if Dara has anything else after that. Um, we are going to kind of see if anything has changed for any of us um, since the last time, which was a couple of weeks ago before we'd even, before we'd even seen our first basket, before we'd even seen our first tip in. So, um, yeah. Who is going to be the finalists and who is going to win? That's great. I'm going to go Clippers. Oh, nice. Bucks. Okay. And then I'm going to say the – God, that's so tough. Having the Clippers in the finals, I, I knew there was a reason I liked you, Casey. <laughs> Are you I kind of like him for that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Clippers fan. So, I mean – I would probably go with um, – I mean, look, my head would tell me the Bucks would win that because they've had – they've taken more steps. They've been together. They've lost in the playoffs several times together. Normally, these teams that win in the finals, they lose in the playoffs together several times. And yeah, take those yeah. When you look at the um, Warriors, I don't have them right in front of me, but they lost as a group in the playoffs, I think, twice before they broke through in 2015. Even though the – Raptors got Kawhi. The swap with Kawhi and uh, and DeRozan was really the only major thing. That was not a new team. They just had a new best player. They had lost in the playoffs together several years in a row. You know, they had gotten the one seed the year before and got swept by the Cavs. And so I'm a big believer in these teams taking steps. And the, the Clippers haven't taken any steps together. So I want to pick the Clippers, but it goes against what I believe in terms of what makes a winning team. Well, so pick the Clippers. It's Bucks. fine. <laughs> so my head says the Bucks, though. <laughs> All right, Dara, I'll give you – I'll go first before, before I let you, Dara, because I know what you're going to say anyway. But uh, I'm actually going to say the Clippers are going to be in the final as well. But I'm going with what my gut was and what I've got money riding on too because I'd be due a lot of money for it if it goes true. the Raptors. Yeah, baby. Dude, I, you're crazy over here. I know. I know. I am. Um, but but I'm just uh, – dude, I've got to give a different answer. Do you know what I mean? All... <laughs> Maybe, but you don't admit that. You've got to give a different answer. 
That's I mean, fun. of course, people are going to say the Lakers and the books. You know what I mean? That's I know. Mean. Forget the Lakers. I don't think many people are true believers in the Lakers at this point. No, it's just that you've always got playoff LeBron there, which is which is always a uh, that's true. Which is always what kind of scares a, an opposition team too. So, so uh, let all right. So, what do you what do you have, Dara? Well, if we're all given different answers, I'm going to say it's going to be the Magic against the Mavericks then in the final. If we're gonna if we're gonna do that, but realistically though, I I think that um, uh, yeah, I. My heart is saying that the, the Clippers are going to make it. Um, and, and the magic, they, realistically, yeah. And the magic, realistically, <laughs> yeah. That would be a dream fund for this podcast anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm. looking at it, probably, yeah, I'd like to say the Raptors, but I think, yeah, possibly the uh, the Bucks will make it to the finals. So it'll be a Clippers and Bucks game cool. uh, in the finals this year. Nice. So me and you have the same. So yeah. the Bucks. I'm just looking at updated odds, futures odds. The Bucks have the best odds. The Lakers are second. The Clippers are right behind them. So really, according to the odds makers, it's a three-horse race, right? Okay, yeah. And then everyone else drops off big time. <laughs> like it's plus 240 for the Bucks, plus 260 for the Lakers, plus 320 for the Clippers. And then the next best odds is the Rockets at plus 1,200. And then the Raptors at plus 1,700. Dude. If anyone so the Raptors there, and the Rockets are long shots, but it surprises me that the Rockets have better odds than the Raptors. That does surprise yeah. me. You know what's really cool, guys? If we all just, just you know, because if, if the Raptors did win, just in, in a hypothetical world, wouldn't it be worth throwing 20 bucks on there? <laughs> of course it would. So, and, and, and if that happens, I will tell you all, you're welcome. You are yeah. welcome. <laughs> I'm going to look up how much that would win me. Oh, Jesus, yeah, actually do that because I'm going to go down to the bookies tomorrow. If that's the case. So it's plus 1,700. What do you can go down to? You have to go down in, in – uh... You can do it online too. Yeah, you can do to... it online. Yeah, you, you can do it online too. I'm old school. And uh, I think right, – You've got 20 bucks. Stuck. Well, uh... You're going to win 340 bucks. Okay, so I'll make that 50 then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Getting greedy now. 850 bucks. Dude, that's perfect. That is perfect. Okay. Uh, uh, and I'll buy like all three kits of the Raptors if that happens. <laughs> so look, for the year. $59. Cause that's a cool thousand. That's a good one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So 59 like bucks is our official podcast bet on the Raptors. So we are uh, AM Hoops and ASI podcast. We're not endorsing gambling unless you're gonna do it responsibly. I am. Okay, well then we are too. No, we're gonna, we're gonna... an offshore casino is now a sponsor of Amos. Awesome! Give them a shout out then, if you want. Yeah. It's called uh, MyBookie.ag. MyBookie. I've seen they've seen that on your videos, and you actually called it right there last night for for Portland. I think you I had did. them plus four. Um, I did, yeah. but, but then you also had the. My second pick sucked. You also had, yeah, 76ers to cover the spread, but they didn't quite do it there today. No, no, they didn't. The the, the promo code is AM Hoops, but uh, it is absolutely true that an offshore gambling website is a sponsor. That's cool. Well, then that we is, it's, it is. Light them up. <laughs> Light it is up. only uh, it is only Vegas, isn't it, that it's illegal? No, to no, gamble? no. They're legalizing it all over the state. So oh, it's. Really? The way it works in 
America is they do it like often with controversial laws, they let the states decide. So with marijuana, with gambling, uh, liquor, it's, it's state by state. So in certain states, Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Illinois, Pennsylvania, like there's all these states where sports betting is 100% legal. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, before we go, have you, obviously there's, there's another bubble going on, which is kind of my, my sport as well, the hockey. Have you got a chance to see any of it or follow it? Um, if you like having a gamble, then I would recommend if you want some, uh, if you want a cheeky little bet, if anybody listening out there, I would put an outside bet on the Calgary Flames, which is my team, but A, because they're looking really good. Um, I would definitely put a bet on them to get to the conference finals, for sh- at least. And I think Dara would probably back me up on that. Um, they're in the Western Conference. Similar playoff um, stipulations to the NBA, obviously. And then if you wanted to go overall, you're going to get the best odds in Calgary, I'd imagine, but that will go up soon if they win mm. tomorrow because it will be a 3-1 series win. I would then check out the Tampa Bay Lightning or the Boston Bruins will be another uh, good shout if anybody wants a little a little tip on yeah. who is going to win on that. Those are the two best teams in the Atlantic. And yep. Calgary is third in the Pacific. Yep. I used to be a broadcaster for uh, Sports Network. And oh, um, it, it, was, it was always a, just a roll of the dice when I got a hockey name to read during the highlights. It was just sometimes it was pretty bad. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was pretty embarrassing. It's one of those sports, though. Like, it's, it's actually a sport I've been following since I was like 10 years old. You know what I mean? So it's uh, I kind of. And it that. actually gives you, and soccer too, football, gives you a um, sort of a lesson on how to pronounce names from across the globe like you'll see a name from like croatia you'll yep. know immediately how to pronounce it for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's so funny because the crossover to the nba there are all these guys like Dragic or uh petrovich or bogdanovich and some people trip up on those names sure but because of soccer or hockey it's like second nature and the hockey one can be difficult for some people as well because there's so much um french canadian names and it's kind of like someone will always get I mean, because obviously we have Giroud, and then that's very similar to Chelsea's player Giroud. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, it's it's uh, it's one of those things. And and Go just on. and on closing, your boy uh, once again, uh, your the future of American uh, soccer, Mister Christian Pulisic. How's he doing? He's finished off well. He's injured now for about three months, but it's the what it's, kind of injury? Uh, hamstring. It's 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 not as bad as first feared, but. Um, yeah, he's he's basically become the, the superstar player, probably uh, one of the. the of he has. Oh, well, uh, Dara will agree. He's a Man United fan. He was definitely probably um, since the restart. He's probably been. Is he the best American to ever play? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love that. You just say that with no. Who is the best American before him? Oh, probably Clint Dempsey. Was there Clint Dempsey and Landon Donovan? It's so both. funny because Donovan has the um, the star power, like we talked about, yes. with the, the sort of NBA guys, and he played so well for Everton. Everton. Why do yeah. I want to say Everton? I don't know. That's okay. He played so well for Everton when he went over there. He's the leading goal scorer all time for the United States men's national team. Yeah. But if you just look at pure achievements, it's Clint Dempsey. Yeah. Head yeah. And- yeah. 
He's yeah, from he, Texas, I, right? I think, yeah, he's from Nacogdoches, Texas, a small town in Texas. Yeah, I think him and probably maybe someone like uh, Tim Howard would probably, probably be up there as well. And he probably doesn't get as much as the accolades because he was a goalkeeper. But, True, but don't yeah. you put those guys in a different category, though? Well, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Unless, what about, unless. What about Freddie Adu, no? <laughs> Freddie Adu? Oh, yeah. But if you want to have a good five minutes on YouTube, look up his under-21 World Cup highlights. He's oh, literally yeah. messy. Dude. He used to be a, he used to be a player that you would play that you would buy in the old football manager games, which is like a PC kind of game, and it was all based on stats. So there was no you wouldn't see the games; it was all very precise. And uh, you got this guy at like on a free transfer at like 15 years old. <laughs> yeah, he, he was like Ronaldo or Messi. Like by the time he was 25, um, insane. It's one of the world's biggest mysteries, uh, but no. Christian Pulisic now is coming into his 22nd year, and he's uh, he's obviously done it for Dortmund. He's looking great for the men's national team. Oh, totally! But he's he's a When's superstar. the next international anything? Yeah, he, he's marketable too. September, October, something like that. What is what is going on in September? Well, around that time, that's more for like European qualifiers for the European countries, sort of for the European Championships, because they were meant to happen this summer, but obviously because of coronavirus, they postponed it till next summer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's that's about all she wrote. But uh, Casey, once again, we're gonna let you, the boss, obviously um, promote your stuff. Um, you can promote your gambling, and of course, you can promote. <laughs> you can, of course, you can promote. I have all these ch- children who watch my channel. It's exactly. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's just AM Hoops on YouTube. Come out with a, a video Monday through Friday. Job said. It's so funny. I say that the videos come out at five Eastern. Like that means anything to anyone. I realized. Like to you guys, that means nothing. There's so many internet. Over 50% of the people who watch my channel, at least, are not from the United States. So yeah. what would be the easiest way for me to explain that then to a world, a global audience? So, I guess like London time. I think it's like Greenwich Mean Time, they call it. That's, that would that'd never, be, that'd be 10 so o'clock. A time zone in the States based on Greenwich Mean Time, I would have no idea. <laughs> so like your 5 yeah. Eastern would be at 10 o'clock in the evening, so... And then it just gets later and later the further you go into like Europe, it'd be so. Yeah. No, it's, right, well. it's mainly kind of London and Dublin that matters. The rest kind of come later. <laughs> and London doesn't even really matter that much. Hey, sorry to all of our uh, <laughs> listeners that are listening in London uh, on behalf of Dara and on behalf of myself <laughs> to everywhere into Europe. But um, yeah, so you, you bring them out. Obviously, you're bringing out a daily video. And then, of course, you've got the, the podcast. Then. Yeah, podcast every Friday morning. Every Friday. So you'll always be able to get it over on this side of the world. You'll always be able to get it late into the evening, uh, both podcasts and, of course, the YouTube videos. So that's probably the best way of saying it. Um, yeah. It's going to be there for you on Saturday. All right? <laughs> that's, the, that's a guarantee. Um, the good time for a podcast, Saturday, lots of time. Saturday morning, bit of a hangover, having a cup of yeah. tea or a coffee. Perfect. Good time Perfect. for content. And it's great times on the podcast because they usually don't really go over like 20 to 30 minutes as well. So it's nice packed content and really gets down to the, to the uh, putting the meat on the bones, stripping, peeling it back, and it's just good quality information. As always with Casey. So Casey, obviously, 
you're you're going to come back on the deeper we get in when we get into the playoffs. I'm sure we hope. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll of course we'll promote this and, and we'll uh, obviously continue to promote your stuff. So we really appreciate it. Cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And that is all we do have time for this week. Uh, be sure to tune in next week when we get further and further into the NBA bubble and, of course, the NHL bubble. And us two little Irish broads will be here to, uh, to, to keep, you, keep you in the loop. Don't you go anywhere. Stick with us. We'll be back. And finally, just before we go, make sure you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash ASI podcast. Go to our Twitter page at ASI underscore pod. Also our Instagram at ASI podcast. We're all there. Make sure you like, follow, uh, subscribe to those pages. Thank you to Casey one more time for taking the time out of his day to speak to us. You can go to his YouTube page, AM Hoops. Uh, subscribe there you can also listen to his weekly podcast am hoops podcast that releases every friday thank you so much for listening and we'll speak to you next week